You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Radio show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m., heard exclusively on internet radio station octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the program live during our broadcast time. This show is brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you are listening to the program live today and you would like to join in the conversation, it's very simple. Find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in. This will connect you to the nerve center. Today our producer is Paul Roberts. Paul will be able to communicate with you directly and possibly bring some of your thoughts, questions, or ideas to the surface, to my attention, across the glass, as we say here in radio land. And I can maybe work them into my interview today with Steve Wright. Steve Wright is on the show because he has Spectator Shade, which is in-your-face advertising. He's an inventor and the CEO of his company. And so it gives me great pleasure to welcome to Critical Mass Radio So. Steve Wright. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure and honor to be on. Let's begin very simply by asking you to share a little bit about your kind of professional path. You know, what did you do before you became an inventor and a CEO and an entrepreneur, Steve? All right. Uh, Let's see. Just uh, I grew up in the Midwest and big, loving, supporting family. Played a lot of sports. Went to the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, got a marketing degree there, played four years of football, and signed as a free agent with the Dallas Cowboys in 1981. And myself and two others, two other free agents, made it out of 110 free agents that year, um, where I really learned the perseverance and believing in yourself and never say die and the fortunate... uh, um, Fortunate to be around just great athletes and great coaches. And Mike Ditka uh, made a big mark on my life early in my football career and business career. And just feeding me a lot of little seeds of wisdom um, that I still carry today. You know, not to interrupt you, Steve, but that's, I have to say, that's one thing that I think we as the uh, fan base forget is how young these professional athletes really are. Yeah. Yeah, I was 21 years old coming out of Cedar Falls, Iowa, just a punk, and all of a sudden Mike Dick has got his arm around me and pulling me off to the side, and he saw how frustrated I was, and uh, my offensive line coach was screaming at me, and he pulled me aside and said, Steve, he's driving you crazy, isn't he? He goes, you just start to worry if he stops yelling at you. And wow, it just turned just a hundred eighty degree turn on, on that thought process. You know, he just he he just cared a lot. And the other one that really went a long ways is uh, he pulled me aside again and said, "See, everybody here has got the physical tools." And he pointed to his neck and he said, "From here up, that's what's going to separate. That's what's going to keep you on this team or send you home. You are going to get your butt kicked. You know, you are going to get beat. They're getting paid too." And and so the, the little seeds like that really uh, really helped a lot. 
from then I got traded off to the Baltimore Colts and went with them to Indianapolis and then came out here to play for the L.A. Raiders in 1987 and retired in 1994. And kind of my entrepreneur um, world started in 1990, about four years before I retired. I was uh, out in Palm Springs, and the mist was blown above our uh, table there at a restaurant. And I talked to the manager on how to do this. Is it complicated? It was uh, August, and I was just getting ready to go back to training camp. And the starters, which I was, we only play about a quarter, and we sit on the bench. So I was looking for some comfort sitting in the Coliseum. There's not a breath of air moving, and it's bloody hot. And Long story short, I came back and pitched the idea to Art Shell, our coach, and he thought I was nuts. And so I tried him a couple more times, and he finally said, okay, but if this pisses anybody off we're going to pull this thing down I said I'll help you pull it down you know I just I finally got the door open and so we I, I hired a couple guys and we were out there five hours before the game started and we set this system up and it came out and everybody just got underneath it and it kept us cool and everybody was loving it he came over he was just shocked he said man this is crazy how good this is and so it just kept everybody refreshed. Um, from there, some guys from Hollywood Park uh, with a lot of stables asked what it was. And I can't believe it. Nobody even thought about this before. But they've got all these horses up at Hollywood Park, and they go out and they, they uh, water the, the dirt down so it doesn't kick up while they're exercising these horses. And so this settled the dust in the air, all the flying insects, and just kept the place cool. And all of a sudden, I was on to something. And... Uh, speed forward to the team deciding to move to Oakland. I was just finishing my 13th year, and so I incorporated my business, and I had no idea what I was going to do. I sat there, my agent gave me an office and a desk, and I had a tablet and a pencil, and I'm going, okay, what do I got to do first? I got to do some marketing. And so from that point on, over the next two years, um, I the, the company really took off, and again, surrounding yourself with smarter people, but I landed the cooling contract for the 96 Summer Olympics in Atlanta um, and uh, got uh, into, I think, about 1,000 stores, a little over 1,000 stores, Costco's, Target's, um, Home Depot's, Lowe's, Ace, True Value, with roughly 40 SKUs of home do-it-yourself misting products. And we set up distributors in about 12 or 13, 14, 15 different countries. And the thing just, uh, it was just a wacky idea, but it was, uh, again, just the perseverance and, and never say die attitude. And it was funny, I, my partner and I, our motto was, good news is we got the job, bad news <laughs> is we got the job. <laughs> you know, you say yes to everything and then figure right. it out, just go. <laughs> so yeah, something like the Olympics has got to be. I ended up selling it to my partner in 2000. He's still running the company, and we're close touch. And so that's 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 kind of the, the, some of the basics. Well, that's um, I'm getting um, messages here from across the glass. Uh, interesting story. You never know, ladies and gentlemen, who we're going to have on Critical Mass Radio Show and what the entrepreneurs are going to be talking about. And um, so that that brings us up to sort of current and your latest entrepreneurial venture, which. I'd like you to discuss this, you know, the firm and the product, but also, Steve, help our audience to understand what's 
different? What makes you and the company and the product kind of differentiated in the marketplace? Well, let's see. For, for one, I mean, just like the misting had never been done before uh, on a sports field. Um, I was with a couple of companies, uh, a couple of different companies. Guys brought me into their companies in 2011, and both of them, I found them both just uh, cleaning out the uh, the till. And so I just, I had this idea in the back of my head, and um, it's basically, it's I'm calling it spectator shade, and it clips onto the back of any stadium seat, and it's a new advertising sponsorship platform. Uh, that uh, you clip on the back of the seat, it telescopes up to 20 inches, so I use myself as a model because I'm 6'5", and so I just didn't want any taller than this to obscure, you know, block anybody's view. And it flips up, and it's 14 inches by 12 inches, and you have Bank of America or Budweiser on the top of that, and it just shades the person's head. And so as you're looking down at the field or looking at the racetrack or the tennis courts, all you're seeing is the action, but then you're also just, you know, getting three hours of this in your face. And so, so what it's, was the it's just it's unique. There's nobody else doing this, and I have it patented. I got to ask you, what was the inspiration for this invention? Um, I was just uh, I went out to an angel game, and I was cooking, and uh, just looking around, and I don't know if my mic goes off. What, I'm not a big baseball fan, and so I was, my mind was wandering. I was just looking around in the crowd and looking at the signs and um, just came up with this wacky idea and just let it percolate for, gosh, probably two years because I was caught up doing other things. I've got some other ones on the back burner here, too, that I may break out at some point, but you know, I was, I was looking at your website, and one thing that stood out to me, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a lonely life. I sit in my place, and I sometimes I just like go bonkers here. Um, there's, I turn around and look at the my sliding mirror door to my closet, and talk to myself and ask where I want to go to lunch. Where should we go to lunch today? And, you know, or I'll get yeah. the nasty mood, and I look over at the mirror at myself, and I start laughing. And yeah, it's uh, so I'm not really sure how much I'm gonna I'm gonna push this one out. Um, I'm hoping to break this thing out in. Uh, February or March of this next year. All right, so um, we're going to take our first uh, sponsorship break. And, and when we come back, you're a serial entrepreneur in my book, according to, according to the definition we have here at Critical Mass Radio Show. And so I'd like to understand from you what we call the guiding principle. In other words, of all the things that you've learned in your professional career, sure. is there now kind of an overarching view that you have of, how you're kind of leading and growing your companies. We call it here your guiding principle. So, Steve, give that some thought. Sure. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get that answer from Steve Wright of Spectator Shade. We also have several other questions that we plan to ask Steve here on the program today. But first, let's spend a little time with our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy 
and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you haven't listened to the other programs that we have on the Critical Mass Radio Show series, I'd just like to quickly call your attention to our Wednesday show, which airs live at 4 p.m., on the Wednesday show, our nonprofit show, we focus on leaders of Orange County and Southern California nonprofits, organizations that are serving the needs of those less fortunate throughout the county. On Thursdays at 3 p.m., our nationally syndicated show, Critical Mass Coast to Coast, features small and mid market business leaders from across the country. All shows can be learned, heard live here on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime off at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. As well as all shows can be found from my website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. All right, let's go back to our interview with Steve Wright of Spectator Shade. And before the break, I said we're going to try to peek inside your head a little bit, Steve, and talk about your guiding principle. Would you share that with our audience? Yes. Um, actually, it was. I have a few different ones. Um, and actually, one of them was hitting me today, and I talked to my assistant about it. I, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and I was in a kind of just a nasty mood. And the more I thought about it, I just got in a crummier mood and ended up really talking myself into just being a bear today. And it comes back to the old thing is what you conceive and believe you will achieve good or bad and so i really worked to get myself out of that i got out of here and got a little fresh air and boom came back with a new attitude um really believing in yourself though really really believing in in myself um and with it with a never say die attitude i my first year with the cowboys i had mentioned that there was 110 free agents and three of us made it six of us were in a room um for six weeks, and they just kept whittling away. They'd come in, the Grim Reaper, we called him, would come in, and he'd, he'd say, you know, tell someone to get their playbook and, and leave. And there was 
there was a few nights where I honestly I I don't mind saying this, but I was under the covers and I was kind of kind of half crying because I was just I was just my stress level was beyond belief, and I had a really good support system of all my buddies and and my parents, and I was calling them all the time, and but uh, you know just keeping that belief no matter how hard it is um, if you know if you're starting a company there's going to be a lot of naysayers and uh, uh, you'll doubt yourself many times but you know you're there for a reason and you you know you will get kicked and you will get knocked down like Dicka was saying you know that there will be difficult times so just prepare for them know that they're going to be there and this too shall pass um, and then one of my biggest things is is just surrounding yourself with smarter people. Um, I've got the first thing I did when I started up uh, Spectator Shade, uh, which I haven't opened up the website yet. But I've got uh, first thing I did was go after a uh, board of advisors, and I've got seven guys on there that are just I've been fortunate to be around some pretty sharp people in throughout my career, and I've just never burned a bridge and kept people close, and you know just just good, honest, sharp guys that have been successful. And so just reaching out to these guys anytime, you know, it's, it's, it's no ego thing for them. They just, they've been there and done it and they're glad to help. So don't ever be afraid to reach out to an older, wiser person that's been there and done that. They're happy to, if you go there, you know, just with all honesty and just laying it out there, you know, I, I can't wait to when, when people start doing that to me, you know, just, I actually got some kid now that just came out of uh, Wharton School, and he's in uh, Costa Mesa. And I'm going to get together with him. But, you know, he's just so hungry for, you know, how do you network or what do you do? Um, but that, that's, I, I hope I answered your question. I was kind of all over the board. But just never say die. Um, just believe. That's actually my license plate is N-N-G-I-V-U-P, never, never give up, Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful saying. I have a business associate who quotes that frequently because there are many times in an entrepreneur's life when you, when it feels like it'd be easier just to cash in the chips sure. and quit and try sure. something else. It's always easy to quit. You know, it's, that's why, I don't know, you probably know the stats better than I do, but most do. And there's been times when I've thought about quitting too, but it's like, man, I'm going to wear this thing out and make sure that I either got something or I don't. I want to know if I, if I have it or not, and I'm going to, take it to the brink growing up with were there entrepreneurs in your family did you see this behavior being modeled when you were younger or did you come to this just on your own through your own no, travels I just came to it on my own i don't know it's uh i'm not really sure where it came from i kind of just have always thought a little bit outside the box and better ways to do things i've always have an opinion i've always see a better way to you know since people might not want my opinion but, uh, and I won't give it to them unless, uh, I'm a little wiser now, I won't give it unless I'm asked for it. But I've always got, I'm always just looking for a different way to do something, at least a little better way to make things happen and make people's lives easier. And um, it's just, uh, it's just kind of the way my mind works. It's, uh, what I really recommend is, and can I give a shout out here to my, my entrepreneur coach is right here in uh, Costa Mesa, Larry Broughton, uh, Broughton Advisory. And first thing he had me do was the Colby Index test. I don't know if you've heard of that, along with Strength Finders. But mm-hmm. the Colby Index test just really helps helps define who you are and what you're not. And the thing, the, the spaces where I'm not 
is I've just, you know, been able to cover my tail, my backside with surrounding myself with people that can help clean up behind me. I've got a great assistant right now that uh, I'm bouncing off the walls. It's kind of like following the shiny object, and I'm, I'm out the door without asking questions. Just whatever I can do to plow forward, and I just need, you know, good support system with me. So I don't know. My mind just kind of works at a at a high speed, but it, that can be a detriment as well. You know, you were telling the story uh, uh, through the Cowboys, and you know, a stress that that is. And again, I I come back to the point that you were in your early twenties, if not twenty one years old. I mean, many I have children that age and older now, and that it, it it's. They seem older because we see them on the field and they're playing a grown-up sport and all the rest of this, but at, at their heart, they're still 20, 22-year-old, 21, 22, 23-year-old people that are going through a huge amount of pressure, so really, it's, it's, with a high it's, stakes. It's a bizarre amount of pressure, and that's where you need the good support system of good friends, people you can rely to and just you know vent to and cry to and... Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's why I'm impressed that you have a business coach. I, I'm glad you you recognized him here on the radio program because um, sometimes entrepreneurs think they need to do it on their own. And the truth be told, it's a lot easier to find people who have either, as you said, been been there, done that, who can give you that advice, or are going through it right at the same time to sort of give you that sense that you're not alone, at least in the struggles well, and also, challenges also, that you're presented they just, with. They, they just take you to a higher level. You know, I could I could kind of putz along and keep doing my thing, but, you know, he's going to put some parameters. He's going to put some guidelines. He keeps raising the bar. That that makes it uncomfortable, and i got to report back to him weekly. Hmm. We had uh, we were together every other week and on the phone every other week. That's great. So it, it just it, it made you keep working and... Uh, it's amazing how much you can get done. You know, it's everybody needs a little push. Yeah, I think it's it makes you a better makes you a better leader and entrepreneur to know that somebody's holding you accountable because yeah. it's hard when you're only holding yourself accountable at yeah. times. Yeah, it's, it's it's really easy, kind of just to let off the gas a little bit. So let me ask you a question about a challenge that you're facing. You know, you you've had success by many standards, quite a lot of success and have endeavored to do. Can you share with our audience a current challenge and the ideas that you are facing into to maybe mitigate or overcome that challenge, at least not let it affect your latest venture? Mm-hmm. Um, challenge uh, a lot of times, um, which is kind of happening right now, is um, my engineer is, is, I'm not the only project he's got going on um you know people not responding as as quick as as quick as i want it um and there's not a whole lot i can do about it except for keep your cool and uh and try to just you know you get farther with honey what do they say get farther with honey than than uh than vinegar um that's about my about my biggest challenge um I think uh, one of my one of my biggest issues too is just not asking enough questions and and taking it deep enough to working with. I just I'm on my fourth engineer right now, and I think I could have uh, helped my learning curve if I would have really taken the time 
like I said, I'm a fast learner, and I was turned on to an engineer, and just didn't ask enough questions. So that that's always just really be thoughtful and and taking it deeper. Um, so so he really understands what I'm trying to do. Um, articulate my thoughts clear has always been a challenge of mine. I kind of talk in bullet points um, and expect everyone else to understand what I'm talking about. And then I find out later that, you know, it wasn't quite exactly what they thought it was. And so that's, that's always been kind of a challenge of mine. But with this, it's just trying to get the product completed um, to, to, to my specs. It's just, it's not at the point where I'm loving it. And I've been working on probably I'm on my 10th prototype and I have to keep tweaking the, the patent and it's it's been a lot it's been a long journey over this year I've pulled my hair out many times and um, so that, that's been it that's basically it I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to what you just said because we are so dependent on others we don't have the capability within the organization. Many times we're solopreneurs or have 10 and 9 contractors, but we are dependent on others doing what they say they're going to do by the time they're going to do it. And and you never get that time back that was lost either through misunderstanding or miscommunication. And uh, you certainly strike me as the type of person that that is really a painful thing to realize that those couple weeks or months or whatever that were lost due to misunderstanding you know, they're just it's sunk cost now. It's water under the bridge. You, you gotta, you've got to move forward. You've got to be very flexible to everybody else's schedule. If you want to plow forward at the quickest speed you can, if someone says, you know, that they've got an opening here, you just drop everything and go do it and get it done. You can't just yeah. make it run your schedule and, you know, exactly when you want it done. I wonder so if I, I can ask you to stay with us. Through the, through the next break, we have uh, a second sponsorship break, and I have a couple more questions, and we got so involved in some of the answers and questions in the earlier part that I didn't get to everything. Can you can you stay with me for a few more minutes? I, as long as you need me, Rick. Thank you. All right, well, Steve Wright's going to stay with us, ladies and gentlemen, through the next segment. We're going to take a short time out, and then we'll be back, and I have some other questions that I want to get to with him, so stay tuned. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. 
It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you've not seen an episode of Critical Mass TV, please go to our website, Critical Mass for Business, where you can find a link to all of our shows. Each show is an interview with an Orange County business leader, and I hope you will find time to watch the show. The shows last anywhere between five and seven minutes, so they're not overly long, but I think you will enjoy the conversations that we have with some of the most interesting CEOs in Orange County on Critical Mass TV. Back to Steve Wright, uh, founder, CEO, inventor behind Spectator Shade. I'd like you to think back to a time in your career, Steve, where you learned a really valuable lesson, and it sounds already from the conversation that there have been many of those touchstones in your professional career, but think about a time where you learned a valuable lesson, and in the moment or during the time where you learned that lesson, it felt like a really challenging or maybe even painful experience to go through. Do you have one like that that you can share with our audience? Well, let's see. I don't know. My mind always goes to the positive. And when one, one of the positives that uh, uh, was, it was a great lesson in just never burning a bridge and treating people you know, better than you would want to be treated all the time. This is a really small world. And uh, I was in, I was with the Raiders in my first few years, it was like 1988 or 89, something like that. And the only shoe guys would come in and, you know, Nike or Puma or whatever and try to get the players to use their shoes. And, and the athletes, we also can have attitudes. And I don't know, I just have never been that way. It's the guy's in there trying to make a living and, you know, he's the rep. And, and so I was just, uh, I don't know, I, and I didn't remember him at this time, but I was just nice to this guy that was schlepping this and um, so then here comes 1996 and my my partner and I go out to Atlanta and GE and all these other huge companies are out there vying for the cooling contract and we did our little spiel and got out of there and get back home in California and a guy named Mike Ariano calls who's in charge of the on-field I'm not, I'm not sure what his title was but it was it was you know, a big part of the Olympic Committee, and he said, hey, congratulations, you got the contract. And I said, what? I started laughing. I go, no way, how? And he goes, well, for one, I believe in you. Um, you know, just the way you talk to us, um, you said you could make things, uh, you didn't try to shove something down our throat. And he goes, and third, you probably don't remember me, but 1988 or whatever it was, I was in your... I was in the Raiders locker, and I was working for so-and-so shoe company. And he goes, you know something? You were the only good guy. You were the, you were the only guy that was a good guy to me. He goes, everybody else was, I won't say it on the radio. But, mm-hmm. you know, just just that little thing, and I, it just blew me away. He goes, I never forgot how cool you were. And it was just so simple of just treating people nice, you know. 
um, it, it just uh, it just comes back to you tenfold. Um, it really does, doesn't it? It really it? does. Yeah. yeah, and it's so easy. It's so easy, and it, you know, you know, when it's real, it's easy. Um, and right. It's, it's not an effort. Um, painful experiences. I think I try to forget those. It's like in sports; they tell you, you know, an athlete, you got to have a you, you got to have a short term memory. You, you got to get rid of those times you got beat and forget about those and move on. Um, so, in your career, you've played for three franchise that I heard you speak yeah. about. Yeah. You started with the Cowboys and you Cowboys, ended with the, the Raiders. And, yeah, then here I just kind of another fun little addition to my resume is a couple years ago I was in up at Fox Studio. I'm in the green room there and I'm hanging out with this lady and her two kids and a bunch of other people. And I was just cool to the kids and having fun with them and the lady says, you got a great personality and blah, blah, blah and we start talking and what do you do, uh, you know, entrepreneur? And she goes, well, I'm the cat head lead, the head casting director for Survivor and Amazing Race. She goes, you'd be great on one of those. You ever watched them? Like, no. Next thing I know, she's, she's got me an audition, and then I find myself landing on the beach in Nicaragua for season 22 of Survivor. I made it 31 of the, I was the last one of my tribe uh, voted off, and so just another kind of wacky experience in the life of Steve Wright. Wow, that is a great experience. I'm glad we had a chance for you to yeah, share that with our audience. You're a multifaceted person here. I guess I have to ask you of the teams that you – maybe you had loyalty to a different football team before you got into the league, but is there one of those three teams that you played for that had a special place for you that you, you, you know you, – You know, is your, not anymore. I, I mean, I played football from when I was 10 years old, you know, contact up to I was 35 years old. Um, when I quit, I was more mentally tired than physically. I was just bored of the game, and I actually did not watch any of the, any football for probably over five years. And even now when I watch a game, all I watch is the interior line. I just watch the guard and tackle, how they're dealing with stunts for the defensive end and the linebacker coming around. It's, it's, just, it's kind of poetry if you know what to watch for. Um, it's, it's beautiful to watch a good guard and tackle working together. And so I can watch a college game or any pro game, and I just, you know, if there's a good, good line playing, that's what I like to watch. So I, I really, it's, it's, the Raiders are just so sad. Um, it's just it's just a mess. The Cowboys are stumbling and bumbling, and you know there's so much parity now that uh, you know a good team will stay on top for a year or two and they're gone. So I don't really have any real alliance with any of them. Um, all the coaches, everybody's changed since my day. Right. And you know being here in Los Angeles, there's no football team here. I'd probably be locked in if it was you know the LA Raiders still. But uh, just you know I haven't had anybody here since. I retired in 94, so no. But yeah, I grew up with the Minnesota Vikings. There you go. Yeah, hey. I always really loved my, them and would have loved the chance to play for them. My producer just almost fell off his chair. <laughs> That's from his Minnesota? Team growing up. My producer's team growing up was uh, the Vikings as well, so he's, he's thrilled to pieces now that you said that. So. <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> All right, exactly. So let me ask you, final, kind of second to final question. Yeah, final question is going to be, tell me about how people find you, but talk about growth. We're, you're an entrepreneur. you built a successful company. You're going to build another successful company. You've got other technology and inventions in your head. We're going to have you back on a couple of years on the radio program. Where are you going to be then? What, what do you see happening with Spectator Shade? 
I mean, before the thing's even finished, <clears throat> I have an exit strategy of try to get this thing up and as big as I can get it before the Brazil uh, Olympics, you know, in four years. And so I can give somebody, you know, the top side of, of the growth. But uh, hopefully my, my game plan is to have this in uh, a presence on, on every track, um, racetrack, and tennis court. I want to be in all four sports, the, the big sports, um, you know, soccer as well. Baseball, I'm not sure if it's gonna if it's gonna make it or not in there. This this the, the way the stands are are sloped, but um, just hopefully just to have a have a presence in uh, in every stadium. Are you more interested in building companies than running them? I sort of detect that. I'm not quite sure. Just if that's just true. yeah, just just get, just getting them off the ground um, and uh, yeah, and building them for. I, to be honest with you, Rick, I'm I'm getting a little tired. Uh, I just don't have the fire that I used to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable right now, and and the entrepreneur thing is, after a while, it's, it's like in the NFL or something. It just kind of, mentally, it starts to wear you down. Um, you know, I think if I had a lot of success in this, it, it, it could change my mind. I've been toiling with this thing for a year. Uh, a couple of victories could change that in a heartbeat. And you know, and restoke the fire. But uh, right now, I just I'm just you know really scratching and trying to get this thing off the ground. I was hoping to have this off by the uh, have it set by the uh, U.S. Open, the tennis. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of great feedback with the Stadium Managers Association uh, in early February, and they were all fired up for it. And I just could not get the thing pulled together. So I'm I'm very flexible. I like to work. Um, 53. Uh, I've got a lot of years left in me, um, but I do need a victory soon. Um, I also, our family is. Uh, we've got 140 acres up in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. That the city is just growing out over the top of our cornfield, and there's half a million dollar homes all around it. So we're working right now. We just got this thing platted for about 275 homes and. 12 acres of uh, commercial and a nine-acre park, and that's kind of, the, the family business is kind of starting to pull me a little bit. Uh, my brother and I are doing this. It's about a 10, 12, 15-year project. So that's uh, that's starting to pull a lot of my time as well. So That's but what I think people with, don't with, understand with who haven't shape, started a company from the... I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I think that's what people don't understand who haven't started a company from the ground up, the amount of energy, physical and mental energy, that it takes to create something from nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was the same thing with sports, and that's just kind of what you do if you're going to do it. Give it all you've got. Um, you know, otherwise, you're, you're not going to make it. Um, but yeah, that's just that's that's what it that's what it takes to be successful in anything you do. You know, playing a horn or guitar or anything else, you got to just you got to be all in. Right. All right. Um, I I guess you said earlier that the uh, site, the website for Spectator Shade isn't you haven't launched it yet. But if someone would like to learn more about you or the product yep. and the company. How do you suggest they do that, Steve? Oh man, just if you just Google Steve Wright NFL, Steve Wright Survivor, um, there's pages. 
But uh, wow. the, web, the website, hopefully I'll open that up here in the next eh, couple of weeks or so, and that's uh, spectatorshade.com. And, and that's my email find- address as well, Steve Wright at, uh, Steve at Spectator Shade. And they can find you on LinkedIn as well. Yes. All right, my friend, thank you for making time to be our guest on Critical Mass Radio Show. I, I appreciate the thoughtful conversation. You're a friend of the program, and I value that, and kind of welcome to the Critical Mass Business Community here in Orange County. Believe in yourself, everybody. Never say die. And, Rick, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thanks, Steve. I okay. appreciate your time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short time out for a sponsorship break, and then we'll be right back here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, Under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I'm glad that you're listening to the program today or listening to a rebroadcast of the program through podcasts, maybe on Apple iTunes or one of the other podcasting services that we use. I want to take just a few minutes here at the end of this program and let you know that last week I want to thank Paul Roberts, who normally is our producer and who stood in for me as our guest host for the program last week. Appreciate it. I was away on a business trip attending an international conference put on by Renaissance Executive Forums, which is an international CEO advisory group business that I'm a partner with. And um, we had hundreds of people from around the world who do what I do here in Orange County, which is build CEO peer groups for mid-market and small business owners and entrepreneurs. And what a great experience. We do this each year, and we do it in the fall, usually in September. What a great opportunity to learn best practices, latest thinking, to just be immersed in a week-long kind of conversation about the power of collaborative learning from people around the world who are doing it with business leaders in just such a variety of markets. It is so interesting that regardless of whether it's Spain, for instance, Europe, you know, whether it's Latin America, South America, Canada, here across the country in the U.S., while there are so many differences about doing business and running a business and dealing with the local politicians, government, national, whatever, Such a common, powerful element for these business leaders is to find the power in the peer group, which we all use a pretty common format for how we deliver the value for our members. 
And that format is really centered around the needs of our members, people that join peer groups, whether it's here in Southern California or in Madrid or Toronto, Vancouver, wherever it might be, Central and South America, are lifelong learners. And so there's always a powerful educational component each month. There's also the opportunity for each member to bring topics for which they'd like to vet the conversation around other experienced peers. It's really um, interesting to hear the stories of what members see as value and how they how we've helped as a community other business leaders and entrepreneurs. Um, they previewed the international organization Renaissance Executive Forums, previewed for us the weekend retreat that they prepare every year for us. We take our members away for a two-day weekend retreat, and I'm really excited about the content um, that, that Renaissance has developed. There's a lot of great uh, learning to be had, and I know the members will be excited to see it. We do it here in Southern California in the first quarter of the year, and around the system, they do it all different times, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, at the end of the year. Some haven't done this year's yet. They're doing it now. It's just it's just when it's appropriate for your members and when you think the uh, the conversation can be had the most. And we also include, along with our members, we ask them to bring their significant other, spouse, whatever, bring that person along because there's content specifically designed for them. One of the challenges of an entrepreneur is to maintain a work-life balance. And it's not just an early stage entrepreneur who's going through fast growth. Running a family business, even though it's a family business, the time that you spend together may be more business than family and you need to disconnect. And believe me, that's even harder when your spouse or your children or your brothers and sisters are involved in the business to really and truly get away because even Thanksgiving feels like a board meeting because you have many other people from your company. It just bleeds into your life. And the opportunity to disconnect and recharge is even more difficult and important. So whether you're running a one-person one person operation or a thousand-person operation, it's lonely at the top. And we, I heard that from around the, the globe. Um, and part of the value of the peer group is helping our members internationally to understand that they're not alone. They're a part of a 12- or 14-member organization right in the room every month, but they're also part of a 12 to 1,300-member organization around the world and connecting those people. Our Brazilian um, business leader who runs the, the business in Brazil was saying that from his experience, people are getting more similar globally than more different and that more and more the differences are not magnified. The similarities are magnified. And as he was talking, and he's quite articulate, even though English is not his first language, he is very articulate in English. As he was explaining that, I was thinking, what are the ramifications for that for the geopolitical world and how long will that, that force take to uh, maybe counteract what historically has been the view of what's different, not what's the same? But I digress because this is a business talk show, not a political talk show. But this season, especially this week, all of it's going on. There's quite a lot of enthusiasm here in the U.S. If you're a U.S. citizen, you know. And if you're not, you're probably aware that there's a big election coming up here in the United States in the not-too-distant future. So anyway, some would say the greatest election for the soul of the country. Feels a little exaggerated on my... But anyway, I digress again. We have some very interesting guests lined up for the coming weeks, people like Steve Wright and others. Um, and I'm excited about all the shows that we have on the docket for the fourth quarter here of 2012. 
We will be hitting a milestone in the not-too-distant future. In October, I will have the privilege of interviewing our 600th guest on one of the Critical Mass radio show series. So I'm just, I can't predict exactly when, just because sometimes, as today, we had two guests scheduled, but one of the guests had a family emergency and was unable to attend. Uh, Stephen Blythe from Blythe Co., um, was unable to attend, and so he will be on the show. He's going to be on a nonprofit show uh, later this month, and I'm also going to have him on this show, the business show, uh, sometime between now and the end of the year. So um, I continue to feel honored to be able to bring you these great interviews. Not they're great on my part. They're great because of the guests that show up and have the content. These interesting interviews, they've been fun. I can't believe we've done close to 600. My producer, Paul Roberts, and I have been doing this for not quite four years, and uh, every year seems to be different. I know, time flies when you're having fun. So I would like to thank my producer today, Paul Roberts. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. As you know, I'm your host, Rick Franzi, and I just want to say, until the next time we have a chance to get together, here's hoping that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show, right here on octalkradio.net. <laughs>